0: From the Cyber Hub Bunker in studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Good morning, security gang. Welcome to another episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast. Thursday, March 9th, 2023. Thank you all for tuning in. We started the show a few minutes late this morning. We had a little technical issue that we had to get resolved before we came live on the air. So good morning to everyone tuning in today our final show for this week and we've got a packed packed show this morning so we're gonna get right into it because there was just way too much going on um and i didn't want to you know just skip some stories that i felt were prudent and also some stories that close a circle uh that, that we've been covering since the start of this year and even last year so we'll get to all of that here in just a moment but before we do cyberhubpodcast.com you can find all the latest please make sure to subscribe go to youtube find our cyberhub podcast channel over 1100 different cybersecurity videos are available for you to enjoy they're a great way to just binge our show you can also find us on your favorite podcast listening platform by looking up at the cyberhub podcast if you missed the sister talk podcast that i aired on tuesday and is available on all your favorite podcast listening platform under the podcast name SISO talk you can go check out me and dmitry solkovsky talking about the national cybersecurity strategy, and why we should stop saying the word cybersecurity in our titles. So all that and more, go check that out. Now, without further ado, let's grab our morning cup of coffee. I've got my double espresso. Join me in a cup of cheers, coffee cup cheers, y'all. The FBI is investigating a data breach that's impacting U.S. House members and the staff. The FBI is investigating a data breach where uh, U.S. House of Representatives members and their staff and their account with... (laughs) After their account and sensitive PII was stolen from a DC Health Links server, DC Help Link is the organization that administers healthcare plans to House members, their staff, and families. Impacted individuals were notified today of the breach in an email from uh, Catherine uh, Spinder, I believe, the U.S. House Chief Administrator, Administrative Officer. DC Link suffered a significant data breach yesterday, potentially exposing the PII of thousands of enrollees. As members or employees eligible for health insurance through the DC Health Link, you may have been compromised. Currently, they don't know the size or scope of the breach. The FBI is investigating this. It's important to note at this time, it does not appear that members or House of Representatives were the specific target of the attack. As of right now, the stolen data is already up for sale. While the email sent by by Ms. Uh, Spender doesn't have any details regarding the stolen data, bleeping computer did discover at least one threat actor known as Intel broker selling us house member information stolen from this servers on a forum including a subscriber id member id policy uh, employee uh, employer contribution coverage start end date employer name uh, mailing address work email uh, a whole bunch of stuff so there's that data available there in a statement to a bleeping computer adam hudson the public information Officer for Health Benefit Exchange Authority confirmed that some of the stolen D.C. health link data was exposed online and that notification will be sent to those impacted. So FBI investigating will see what this turns out to be um, and we'll take it from there. But that's that's definitely not a good way to kick off your day right there. Fortinet is now warning of a new critical, unauthenticated RCE vulnerability within its environment. This is affecting 40 OS and 40 Proxy. The critical vulnerability can uh, allow an attacker to have unauthenticated, un- un- sorry, can allow an unauthenticated attacker to execute arbitrary code or perform denial of service on the GUI of the vulnerable devices using a specially crafted request. They've been tagged with CVE 2023-25610 with a CVSS score of 9.3, rating it critical. The security advisory published by Fortinet yesterday says that it's not aware of any instances of active exploitation but it is affecting the 40 os versions 6.2 through 6.2.1 to 6.4.0 to 6.4.11 7.0.0 through 7.0.9 and 7.2.0 through 7.2.3 as well as 40 proxy with versions 1.1 and all of its versions versions 1.2 and all of its versions versions 2.0.0 through version 2.0 2.0.11 7.0 and again 40 proxy version 7.0.0 through 7.0.8, and ver- proxy version 7.2.0 through 7.2.2. The upgraded versions are available here, and all the links are in the show notes. You can check this out. Just because this isn't being exploited in the wild doesn't mean someone isn't scanning for these and building the exploits. You want to make sure you get those patched. Jenkins also issued its own security alert with a flaw that could allow attackers. To get access to its open source automation server that could lead to code execution on targeted systems both flaws have been tagged with a cve CVE 2023 2789 or 8 and 27905 they impact the jenkins server and update center and have been collectively christened core plague by a cloud security firm aqua all versions of the jenkins versions prior to 2.319 or 0.2 are vulnerable and exploitable Exploiting these vulnerabilities could allow an unauthenticated attacker to execute arbitrary code on the victim's Jenkins servers, potentially leading to a complete compromise of the server itself. The shortcomings are the result of how Jenkins processes plugins available from the Update Center, thereby potentially enabling a threat actor to upload a plugin with a malicious payload and trigger cross-site scripting attack. One of the victims opens the available plugin managers and the XSS is triggered, allowing the attacker to run arbitrary code and utilizing the script council API. So you wanna make sure you get that patched as well. Um, There's responsible disclosure on January 24th. Patches have been released by Jenkins for both and they're urging everyone to do just that. Veeam also fixed a bug that does let criminals breach the backup infrastructure Veeam are urging customers to patch a high-severity backup service security vulnerability that's impacting its backup and replication software. The flaw with CVE-2023-27532 was reported in mid-February by a security researcher known as Shanigan, and it affects all Veeam backup and replication versions. An unauthenticated attacker can exploit it to access backup infrastructure host after obtaining encrypted credentials stored in the Veeam VBR configuration database. According to the Veeam advisory, the root cause behind this flies the Veeam.backup.service.exe, which runs on a TCP Niner 401 by default that allows an unauthenticated user to request encrypted credentials. They've developed patches for version 11s and version 12 to mitigate this vulnerability, and they recommend installing it right away the company released this there's also a workaround available if a patch doesn't work so y'all can make sure to check that out as well a bipartisan senate proposal is setting a stage to ban tiktok and other foreign technology this is by a friend of the show senator mark warner and his team in a bipartisan effort which is rare these days uh folks so let's uh just for a moment just look at this euphoria in front of us of our politicians working hand in hand for this the restrict act presented by senator warner um, would hand commerce wide-ranging powers to regulate the presence of foreign technology firms such as TikTok. the bipartisan group of 12 senators unveiled the proposal on tuesday to grant the commerce department wide-ranging powers to review and potentially ban the u.s operations of tech companies like TikToks and other that are deemed to be a national security threat. Uh, Senator John Warner of Virginia, who leads the Senate Intel Committee, described the proposal as an effort to deal more holistically with the threats posed by foreign technology companies operating in the U.S. Before there was TikTok, there was Huawei and ZTE, and before there was Russia's Kaspersky Labs, uh, Warner said, referring to the Chinese networking and Russian cybersecurity companies whose American operations have been severely curtailed in recent years, while Washington has grown more aware of what Warner has described as a threat posed by these companies. The federal government lacks a holistic interagency whole as of a government approach to mitigate their presence. So instead of playing a -a whack-a-mole, they want to go ahead and give the Commerce Department overarching uh, responsibility to do this. So we'll see how this kind of pans out. This has now been dropped on the Senate floor. It'll go through the Senate vote. Then it will go to Congress. At which point, Congress will also look at the bill and potentially. Make their own corrections to it. It'll then go back to the Senate with those corrections to see if it'll pass in the version that came from the House. And then, if uh, passed by both chambers, would go to President Biden's desk to be signed and enacted as law. A good first step here. And finally, some par- partisan work, which we'll take. Iran is now targeting state Iran's sorry, Iranian state-sponsored actors are continuing to engage in social engineering campaign targeting researchers by impersonating a U.S. think tank, notably the targets in this instance were all women happens to be a day after International Women's Day happens to be in uh, a month where we honor women involved in political affairs and human rights in the Middle East region. As many of you who maybe it's your first time tuning into the show, we've talked about the protests that have been going in Iran for quite some time um, after the Iranian regime brutally murdered a young woman for not refusing to wear her hijab appropriately Uh, that's led to a whole slew of protests in iran and it's got a lot of international support from many organizations now the iranian regime is targeting uh, iranian expats and people on the ground through uh, pretending to be part of a u.s think tank All of the academics, activists, diplomats, journalists, politicians, and researchers have all been targeted and are well-documented over the year. The group is suspected of operating on behalf of the IRGC and has exhibited a pattern of using fake personas to establish contact with individuals who have a strategic interest in order to understand strategy and so forth. Chief Among This Tactics is leveraging credential harvesting to gain control of victim mailboxes as well as employing custom tools like HyperScrape to steal data from Gmail, Yahoo, and Outlook accounts using the stolen passwords. Another bespoke malware linked to the group is a C++-based telegram grabber tool that facilitates data harvesting on a large scale from telegram accounts. The latest activity involves the adversary passing off as an employee of the Atlantic Council, a U.S.-based think tank, and then reaching out to political affairs and human rights researchers under the pretext of contributing to a report on Iran in order to understand just how far and deep that data goes through. Israel is also pointing the finger at an Iranian-linked group for the attack on Uh, one of its universities the Technion, on the equivalent of mit in israel which was under a ransomware attack last month uh, now has come out and attributed the attack to the iranian government the israel national cyber uh, directorate has attributed the attack to uh, muddy water saying the group used malware designed to encrypt os's according to a statement from the agency provided to cyberscape the statement warned that the month of ramadan which This year begins in the end of March, is prone to cyber attacks against diverse targets in Israel, aiming to disrupt their business activities and sully their reputation. Muddy Water, also known as Earth of Vitella, Mercury, Staticin, and all the other names people give it has a prolific history in there as well. So Israel pointing the finger and with Ramadan kicking off in just a few short weeks it's bound to see how that all plays into it. That's it for our show this morning. Sorry for starting a few minutes late there. Glad we got our technical issues uh, resolved and the stream is running smooth. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Go check out our uh, a podcast channel on YouTube, uh, Cyber Hub Podcast. You can see all the latest and greatest there. We'll be back on Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern, live on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch with all the latest. Until then, have a great rest of your day and most importantly, stay cyber safe. <laughs>